Well, well, well. Hello there. I hope everyone is staying nice and toasty warm this evening. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins. This show is presented by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. Member FDIC. I'm so grateful for all the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. Um, other sponsors that we're grateful for and handpicked, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. And we'll talk about them throughout the show. So before we get to our guests tonight, I want to recap a little bit about last night, uh, our last week. We had Casey Garrison Powell here. We had a one-on-one conversation with her And we celebrated her Hall of Fame induction, but we also talked a little bit about her experience um, throughout her career and what she's doing now and and as a sports parent. She's now a sports parent. So it was a great conversation. If you missed it, I'm not sure what you were doing, but if you missed it, you can go and listen to it at acoachesperspective.com under previous shows and podcasts, or you can find it on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio, all of them under A Coach's Perspective. Okay, so let's get to our guests here in the studio. I'm very excited about this. I like to have panels, and I um, I handpicked both of these gentlemen because I think they do a tremendous job um, where they are, and I think that they um, have a lot of passion and they care very much about the role that they have in sports. And and that's what I want to dive into tonight. So we're going to talk about athletic directors. Um, I know that there are a lot of titles, Director of Athletics, Director of Activities and Athletics, Vice President of Development with Athletics and Activities. We're going to say Athletic Directors to keep it simple. So first, I want to welcome Springfield Public Schools Athletic Director Josh Scott. Thanks for having me, Coach. And I am going to pause for a moment because we want to immediately celebrate um, an award that you just received, the NIAAA, or is it cool to say NIAAA? That's what we do. Yeah, NIAAA. There you go. I want, I want to be cool with the lingo. Um, Distinguished Service Award, which is a national recognition award. So um, I, congratulations on that. Thank you. And our, our next guest is Brandon Clark from Nixa, and I want you to tell a little bit about what that award is and, and why would Josh Scott get it? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> So Josh and I uh, have the distinguished honor of serving our Missouri chapter of the NIAAA, which is the MIAAA, not to be confused, which happens all the time with the MIAA. And so, so we're two different, two, two different things. But, but uh, our organization uh, supports athletic directors across the state of Missouri. And so, and so we work with MISHA and, and, and provide professional development opportunities and support, support for those uh, positions all around the state. And so, um, Josh has Josh has been a lot of positions within our organization, and I mean he's been president. He's now serving as our assistant executive director for the Missouri chapter of the NIAAA, and and he's been a part of a lot of projects. He started a, a mentoring project with with ads across the state because we were seeing a massive turnover in athletic directors across the state. I want to say one year we replaced over 120 in one year. And, and, and I will say this as a plug to any superintendents and principals that may be out there is athletic director sometimes can be the most undervalued position that's out there. I know it's very hard to fill, especially at small schools across the state, you know, and so, so you end up getting a coach, teacher, not necessarily an administrator is already carrying a lot of burdens. And so they need a ton of support in, in order to, you know, be able to fulfill that role and do it well. And so Josh, 
came up with a program now that we we in, intentionally go after these brand new ADs, first and second year ADs, and 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 we provide mentors, people they can talk to that they can work with, and then that inspired our state to now require first and second year AD trainings, which is something we had never done until about three years ago, and and so because of that, because of all the hard work and just the countless and thankless you know hours that josh has put into these things you know you know he was very deserving of that award that is fantastic and i know that you were very grateful for that and you didn't do it for any kind of award or any kind of recognition you're a very humble person i've always appreciated how gracious you are um tell me though a little bit about what that meant for you know to be recognized because um developing a mentoring program is something that i think is sorely needed and and that is something just uh, in itself you've done a lot of other things and on other committees but um tell me a little bit about that i i just remember you know when i started teaching i didn't know anything if it wasn't for the veteran teachers uh to to bring me on i don't know if i make it past that five-year statistic or if i you know leave and, and go somewhere else out of education uh, athletic administration is the same thing you know if you think about it schools don't have an athletic admin department the closest thing you're going to see to it is Springfield Public Schools. There's and and we have seven of us um, out of it. But everywhere else, like Nixa, it's Brandon. And he's one of the fortunate ones to have Marion House as an assistant AD. That is not the norm. So if you look at your building, whether it's a school of two thousand, school of eight hundred, generally there's one athletic director. So where do you go? Um, and and I've been fortunate enough to. Um, honestly, I say this all the time. I do two things really, really, really well. I answer my phone and I sign up for stuff I'm not qualified for. So <laughs> when it came to running a website or starting to mentor or anything, it's just, I believe in education. I believe in helping each other. I believe in, uh, collegiality. I mean, Brandon and I are going to, our schools are going to compete in the same district in almost every sport that we offer out of the 25 of them. And when it came to a, a meeting where we need another critical eye, I'm like, hey, I, you know, we invited Brandon. Want him to come in because uh, we're both trying to do the best thing for education-based athletics and the best thing for uh, athletic administrators in the state. And that's wild that you two work together. And I didn't tell either one of you who I was bringing with me, which is <laughs> just a coincidence of all the athletic directors in the area. I had to have you two sitting here. Um, but that's one of the reasons why is because I have noticed people do mm -hmm. notice how much both of you care in your positions. Um, and, and being athletic director, sometimes um, that's also a coach in a school or it's also an assistant principal that's dealing with those kinds of duties. And so oftentimes bus driver or a bus driver. <laughs> exactly. So there are so many different things. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of people don't realize all of the behind the scenes that you do, some of the challenges that you face, because, you know, um, you are also a public relations person you you are definitely a communications director in the fact that you've got to be cool as a cucumber in public you've got to handle a lot of things that um that are put on your shoulders and a lot of people don't even realize that so we're going to talk a little bit about that um but josh how why did you want to become an athletic director how did that happen and how long have you been doing it uh so this is my 15th year um as an ad and you know i did what a lot of people i i got out of college and i i wanted to teach american history coach soccer and i thought uh, you know, I'll become a head soccer coach and I want to go coach in college. Um, and that quickly uh, turned away when I realized, man, I don't want to go be a grad assistant and live in the dorm. And I'm really <laughs> enjoying high school and, and I'm enjoying being around the kids and uh, coaching. And 
I moved to Waynesville, became the head coach uh, for a couple of years, and our athletic director um, retired. And he said, you know, looked at me and said, you should put in for this. And um, my father-in-law uh, told me, and we had a long conversation. He said, always put in for a job you think you may want in the future, uh, so that they know you're interested. Um, I love the athletic aspect of schools and what it can do for kids and uh, opportunities that it provides. And I put in and, and I was fortunate. Um, probably if I'm not in, if I'm not in Waynesville, Missouri, I don't know if I get that first chance. Um, it was just the right time, right place. Um, and, and it worked really, really well. And it exploded. It yes. really did. A lot of programs grew. Um, there was a lot of different things at Wayne, uh, Waynesville that occurred because of your leadership. And then you come to Springfield public schools and we're going to talk a little bit in our next segment about um, how it's a little bit of a different animal coming from Waynesville to Springfield Public Schools. But, Brandon, before we go to break, I'd like to know how you got into athletic directing and how long you've been doing it. Yeah, this is also my 15th year, <laughs> and, and my you know my path was a little bit different, was coaching and teaching math at, at the time. had an opportunity to uh, move, move into kind of a quasi-administrative position with Springfield and, and uh, you know, no, notice that, you know, quickly that I wasn't done in the – done with the realm of uh you know athletics and activities you know still loved it so loved being around it but uh one of my first schools was central high school and so so i had the privilege of going back there last night watching our boys basketball team play at central and just was flooded with great memories and and but but all those kids that i worked with and seeing the impact of athletics and activities on those kids and how we how we got to work with them and keep them plugged in and how that helped them persist to graduate and so so that that's just a extreme passion of mine and and uh, you know i always say you gotta have passion in the things right. you do and and for me that's that's one of them and a math teacher yeah oh one of those yes math one teachers. of those i get that a lot <laughs> yeah, one of those i love it okay well we're going to continue talking to these athletic directors and and about their position and and this vital role that they have in the world of sports for our youth so we'll take a quick break and we want to thank great southern bank again for being our presenting sponsor we're very grateful to them We'll be back here on A Coach's Perspective. Well, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies and professional dietitians that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And I am telling you right now, as cold as it is going to be, I love to take Highland Dairy chocolate milk and make my hot chocolate out of it. So you get like double chocolate. And it is absolutely delicious, and they are a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. So thank you to Greg Stevenson and all of his teammates over at Highland Dairy. So we're back here with Josh Scott and Brandon Clark, and we're talking about athletic directors and their vital role in the world of sports. And so I want to talk a little bit, you know, you talked about how you got into being an athletic director, and I know there's lots of ways to say that if you're just joining us. We're saying athletic directors throughout the show to keep this simple. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about some of the challenges as well. It's kind of, you've seen the Lion King and anytime, you know, that the hyenas tease each other, they say the word Mufasa and they shudder. And so I'm going to ask you a little bit about budgeting and let you shudder. <laughs> a little bit. It's kind of like Mufasa. Um, I, I know that budgeting is probably your biggest challenge. 
Um, but how, how do you attack that? How, what are some of the strategies that you use to try um, um, and, and help with the budget? So I'll start with you, Brandon. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, first thing I do is I surround myself with really good people who, who who can help me track those things, and and I've got 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 great assistance. And and you're a math teacher. I so, I, yeah. I, I am, and so you know, you know, I'm the master of those spreadsheets and right. all those things to help kind of track those things. But you know, it, it budgeting is always a challenge, and I mean, you know, the you know besides just the physical money needed to be able to run successful programs, which is which is always a challenge for any school district because because they're balancing. Uh, teacher pay they're balancing facilities they're you know and 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 then we come in and try and take a piece of that pie josh and i do to to then support student athletes and and, and kids involved in activities so it's always you know it, not that we're fighting against other programs but it's more just showing the importance of those things so 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 we're constantly trying to you know you know carve our piece of that pie and make sure that that our programs can you know persist and and be successful. I think that's important too because the school I work at, we don't say extracurricular, we say co-curricular. Mm-hmm. We call every activity co-curricular because you can learn oftentimes just as much being on a tennis team as you can say to get a math classroom. I mean, they're different lessons, of course, but you can learn so much. It's it's definitely a part of the education that the student is getting. We started doing the same thing about three years ago and we we stopped saying that because our sports are co-curricular. Right. I mean, we're doing things within the school day that support that from <clears throat> From, from actual practicing to, um, you know, leadership cl- classes, uh, you know, we're, we're doing things on character-based, you know, you know, things to, to help our kids be better leaders. And so, and so, so it is, it, it is something to understand because uh, we want our community to understand how vital it is to have sports and activities, that, that, that it's a part of the academics. It's not, uh, it's not athletics versus academics, which, you know, you know, right. people who don't understand like to, it that way and it's not it's all one thing working together uh knowing you know i've talked to many many kids that if it wasn't for the activities in their lives the academics would be a lot harder for them because it it you know you know sometimes they need a little extrinsic motivation to kind of push them down the road and this is what provides that for them it does and it's a great carrot i think for a lot of students and if you just go to school and come home oftentimes i mean our that could be boring. I mean, how, what kind of motivation is that? I mean, well, you want it to be something that um, enriches their experience, where they can make memories, where they can make friends, where they can have some socialization, where they can, I'll say cliche, be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that co-curricular, um, we, we make it mandatory. In our secondary, they have to pick at least one. I mean, and it doesn't have to be a sport. It can be a club. It can be an activity. It can be music. It can be band. But as long as they're involved, um, and I think that's, I agree with you, I think that's very important. Um, so, Josh, what about you? Because um, it's a different animal. So tell us first off about, you know, what it was like transitioning from Waynesville to Springfield Public Schools, and then we'll talk a little budget. Well, I, I give Mark Fisher a hard time because he's like, <laughs> Good, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you everything. I'm going to talk to you. And about two weeks in, I'm like, hey, you didn't tell me about this. And he's like, well, I wasn't going to tell you everything going right. on, you know. And so <laughs> I, I give him a hard time. Uh, it's it's a different um, it's a different animal. It's it there's. I never was a high school head principal, um, but the the hours and the workload of building athletic directors is just uh, it, it's just insane. Going all of the time, you never stop. Uh, coming here to SPS, I try to support our building ads. Try to support our coaches when they call and they ask. Um, you know, I I I don't. We kind of phrase it a little bit differently, but it's the same thing. We don't use co curricular a whole lot. I'm I'm real big on just saying second school day. Uh, you know, we have our our first traditional school day, and then 
we're going to go through the second aspect of school. We're still surrounding you by educators. Uh, we're still going to try and teach you lessons and, and uh, make you better you know, young men, young women. Um, but I just try to try to keep it simple and, and uh, just call it second school day. Here, you know, that, that equity piece is really, really important uh, for us in, in SPS. And um, whenever we're looking to try and disseminate, you know, some of the first things we had to do was uh, just, just have a system have a plan, have a uniform rotation, um, look at how much are we, you know, I joked whenever I came here, and Brandon could tell you this from his time at Kickapoo, we were, um, when I first came here five years ago, we were uniform rich and and equipment poor. We were spending all of our money on having the nicest uh, swag and the best uniforms and the best gear, and we're still doing that. We're just on a rotation purpose now. Um, so it's just, it's changed that a little bit and the coaches didn't know what to think at first. And, and we just told them, trust us, work with it. There is a process, just give it an opportunity to go. And what we started to see is, Hey, we're, we're always in, in great uniforms. You look at our kids, we, we have top of the notch. We have everything everyone else has. Um, and we're on a, every other year you get, you get a new kit home or away. You decide whatever it is. Um, and that way, that uniform, it sounds it sounds often, but you think, man, at home uniform's got to make it four years, right. which you can take care of if you wash them and you clean them and you hang them and you, you do everything responsibly. But we're also able to buy shooting machines. We're also able to buy uh, more tackling sleds. We're, you know, we're also able to put that money into things that we had been neglecting for a while. So um, it, having a plan, trusting people, uh, I did one better. Uh, you know, I hired uh, somebody with a, what is it, an MBA, uh, you know, Dr. Michael, my assistant AD, he's like, yes, yeah, you know, we were, we were looking at strengths and he's like, I have a master's in business administration. I said, good. Have you met the budget? You're in charge now. <laughs> you know, here, here are my main principles. Figure out how to optimize that and having good people and trusting in them is key. I think that is a, that's a wonderful way to put it, but it is, you know, and it's, hand, it's nice that you have the site ADs as well. Um, because I think that they have, you know, that common vision. Um, they have, they're able to be out in the trenches, if you will, um, and implement a lot of that. And, and I think that's very helpful as well. Yeah, the 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 biggest difference between my job here and in Waynesville is my reach is different. Um, that's probably why I have a little bit more uh, availability or passion uh, to help with the Missouri Association, with the National Association, um, Brandon is probably, well, not probably, Brandon gets a lot more contact with student-athletes. He gets to build a lot more of those relationships than I am able to in my current role. Um, and that took a little bit of time to adjust the first year, uh, but it just realized my my reach um, has to change and my expectations and my goals have to change. And uh, I really think that it's uh, it, it has fit my personality and fit my skill set really well. I would say one of the most important things that you do is hire coaches. One of the most important things because they are the ones that have that direct impact on student athletes. And so, Brandon, when you're hiring a coach, when you know that you need to hire a baseball coach or a football coach or uh, men's or women's basketball or tennis, soccer, what are you looking for? Well, you know, that, that definition has shifted over the last 15 years before. You know, I, I would say when I first was hired, I'm looking for the best coach. And that, that sometimes it was defined by who can – maybe get us the most wins or who can, who can, you know, you know, uh, tackle this program and, you know, all the th things it has, but really, you know, you know, as the years have shifted when I hiring 
can really make or break the job on, you know, uh, you know, what the problems you deal with or lack thereof. And, and, and now when I look at hiring co- coaches, I'd look at, you know, for firstly, what type of culture is that coach going to bring into our program? And that, that, that to me is my, my defining question one is what, you know, you know, when I, when I hired football a few, a few years back when I hired baseball last year, that was, you know, that's the first thing I'm at, I'm, I'm calling and then check, I can want to know what type of culture is this person going to bring in? Because again, if you, if you get the, the kids and the parents behind what you're doing, you get them believing it's a positive culture, positive message that they're putting out. It, it really takes care of a lot of problems. And, 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 and when things inevitably, you know, ha- happen, usually there's enough, uh, built up in the bank account with that coach that the parents can, well, okay, you know, we get it. It's, you know, it's, it's all right. You know, you know, because they understand the intentions and what that coach is trying to do versus a coach that doesn't build any culture, doesn't build any, any bank account with the kids and the parents. And then when, like I say all the time, winning can cover up a multitude of sins, mm-hmm. but as soon as the winds dry up and you're not as successful as you once were, all those things, it's, Kind of, kind of uh, like the waters receding, you start to see what's what's underneath there, and so so that's why it's super important to build that culture because it does carry you through the lean years, and and every coach is bound to have a lean year or two, and you know you know if you're lucky, you know you'll only have one or two, and and uh, so that's that's what's key for me now. Well, and I think a lot of coaches, oftentimes, you know, you you will have um, those life lessons we were talking about. You learn it from the culture. You learn some, yes, from the wins, absolutely. Um, but that's part of the culture, and I think the culture is really the teacher of a lot of those life lessons, and yeah, that it, is important. So it is uh, one of the last questions I was asked in an interview is, you know, once a once a student athlete or student in your program's gone through and they've graduated and they're, you know, out in the world, what are they going to remember and what are they going to say about you? Yeah, you know, and that, and that and that's a really tough question. I've had, I've had a lot of co- coaches and directors like, I don't know, that, and I've really thought about that mm-hmm. because – because again, it's what legacy—not about you necessarily, but what you imparted to them right. as a person of what they carried on. Excellent. All right, what do you look for, Josh, in a in a coach when you're hiring them? You you can almost just look at what Brandon said. Um, you know, again, boiling it down to to my more simple level, um, who's a kid magnet? Uh, you know, a lot of times when you see failing programs, you see participation. Through, you know, falling through through the floor. Um, you don't see kids coming out. You don't you don't see kids staying um, with teams. And for me, it's it's who is going to get our student athletes to come out for that activity, and who's going to get them to stay. Uh, if they don't come and they don't stay, uh, we're not going to improve their lives. We don't have that opportunity. Uh, you know, especially at the middle school level, we have three goals for every middle school coach. Did the kids have fun? Are the kids going to come back out next year? And, uh, you know, did they learn a little bit of the skill-specific sport, whatever it is? Maybe it's basketball or football or or cross-country. Because if they didn't have fun and they're not going to come out next year, we don't have that opportunity to impact them over over seven years instead of – or six years uh, we're not cheating. We're not playing. Well, I guess it, I guess it is seven. It, it years is now legal with now. Six, it's seven with years. Sixth graders, yeah. yeah, we brought that in. Um, so it's it's that. Who do kids want to play for? Who do people want to be around? Um, I think one thing that hurts, and Brandon, I, I don't know if you agree, but I think one thing that hurts us in the high school level right now is looking at the winner take all aspect of collegiate athletics right now, and you know somebody. 
uh, doesn't have a good year, and not only is the head coach gone, but the entire staff is gone. Uh, and, and you just look up and you move. And I think sometimes, you know, we have to slow down and make sure we educate everyone to say, hey, we, we are also teaching. We are also working with. Sometimes we're going to hire a young coach that is that the upside is going to be amazing. But I probably did some, I, I did things my first year as an athletic director that I would not do right now in year 15. And sometimes we, we have to remember that and, uh, and educate other people around us that that's, you know, that's going to happen. But what was the intent? Um, you know, what was the intent of that action? I think the best professionals learn from their mistakes and they grow from their mistakes. I mean, I think that's what, um, I mean, eventually that's what gets you a distinguished service award. Right. From the NIAAA. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take our next break. And I want to thank again Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment. And along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and we'll be back with Josh Scott and Brandon Clark right here on A Coach's Perspective. Coach's Perspective. Um, this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know service. And they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They're going to take care of you. Uh, they are amazing to work with, and they take a lot of the stress out of buying a new vehicle. 417-326-7671. We also want to thank West Logging. Go to westlogging.com for more information. And this segment is also sponsored by Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So we're back with Josh Scott and Brandon Clark, and we're talking about the role of an athletic director. So on a coach's perspective, tonight is an athletic director's perspective. And I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, this is a whole show, so we'll, we'll do our best to get through this, this question. But what do you want parents to know about your role? Um, I think that oftentimes you hear from parents when they're not happy. If you don't hear from parents, things are going well. Um, so what do you want um, parents to know about your role as athletic directors and how they can utilize your position? Josh, we'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's can we go back to budgets? Right. <laughs> uh, that's a lot easier. No. <laughs> that's the more of the Mufasa one. No, <laughs> I, I, I look at it, you know, our, our role is um, pretty interesting for the aspect of when you look at athletics and we we talk to parents and it's totally different now. I have a 13-year-old now, mm-hmm. right? And, and um, Wednesday he, he looks at my wife and I and he goes, I think I want to go out for basketball. And I said, well, son, that would have been information that would have been good on the first day of tryouts, right. you know, <laughs> or during open facilities or anything else like that. So we, we do um, understand that when it comes from parents, you know, it's it took a while to grow into the aspect of learning. Um, you know, it's it's not personal when they approach you. Um, that there's nothing more important than their their kids and their kids' experience. But at the same time, I w- I would like parents to know, you know, our our perspective is probably a little different because we're worried number one about the entire program, uh, number two about the team that their son or daughter is on, and then third, we try to teach individual is last right we're we're trying to preach and instill 
an aspect of program team individual. Uh, and, and when you look at me and my current role, you know, it's not Josh, athletic director, SPS. It's I'm, I'm representing SPS. I am the athletic director and I'm an individual that has that job. And I believe in order to be successful, we have to instill that into, uh, our student athletes. And so I, I think understanding us coming from that perspective, because a lot of times parents are going to, and I'm the same way. I have a 13 year old. No one loves our son more than Keely and I. I'm worried about his experience first. You know, I'm worried about his team probably second. And then I'm worried about the overall basketball program. It probably comes in third whenever uh, it's me as a parent. So uh, if I could ask parents to understand, here's my perspective, here's your perspective, but also understand there's nothing more important to any of us than having good coaches in place, providing great training and coaching, and having a good, rewarding experience for your son or daughter. Uh, that's where we're also coming from. Uh, it's not defend coaches at all cost. Um, it's not uh, don't listen to parents. They're the enemy. Not at all. Um, I ask parents all of the time, you know, the, the greatest thing that you can do for us is to release your son or daughter to be coached. Such a powerful word, release. That is hard to do. Oh, it's it's very hard, um, very hard. But if if they can, um, if they can find it to release their son or daughter to to be coached, and sometimes that's that could be coached hard. Um, sometimes that could be being held accountable. Uh, sometimes that could be starting and never coming out. I mean, like Nora. Over in Nixa, I'm looking at their coaches and be like, hey, Nora looks tired. Can you pull her out a little while? <laughs> I don't you know, think I would pull Nora let's, out. <laughs> let's get her off the front line for a little while. Um, she you know, like she's, a... I, I think she's going to be tired if she keeps jumping like that. <laughs> you know, but, but sometimes some kids are going to play all the time. Um, and, and other kids are going to be, be more role players. And it is hard to see your son or daughter upset or not understand. Um, but believe it or not, we do, we want the kids to come and speak to our coaches. We want to advocate it. We want to push it. Uh, I have to have a lot of tough conversations in my job. What better place to learn that than in a safe environment with a coach, uh, with a coach's office, with assistants. So if I could pick one thing, uh, I think I gave you seven. So uh, that's that would be my well, you, my area. Yes, and you want them to be. They're going to have to communicate with college professors or employers in the future. And this is a chance. And that that was always one of my expectations: is if they're not happy, have them come and speak to me. I want that first. You know, encourage them to to take that assertiveness because most of the time, I would find that you know the athlete is not as upset sometimes as the parents because the athlete is is in practice, is in the film sessions, is in weight room. Um, so oftentimes the, the parent might just not comprehend the entire picture, if you will. And so bringing in the athlete and encouraging that I think is a wonderful idea. And oftentimes you could alleviate a lot of that um, right then. So what about you? What would you add to that conversation? Uh, you know, honestly, Josh and I did not discuss this you know, beforehand, but, I mean, it's it's almost identical. You know, you know it goes to the decision-making, uh, you know, you know. It, I've got kids that, you know, were involved in Nick's athletics and activities for, you know, I've got an 18, 14 and a 10 year old. And, and it's amazing how parents, he, he's right. They start from their child and work up where we work with the program and work down or, 
and 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 a lot of the decisions that are made are for the betterment of the program the betterment of the team the group and sometimes that doesn't always benefit directly the individual you know as much as the parent you know would you know they want to more individualize and we're so so that's that's something that's you know kind of crucial to understand is we're not making decisions to hurt children you know that's it. we're we're making decisions that are good for the group good for the program and 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 then too i always say this you know with 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 parents you know it's inevitable when you're dealing with parents and their kids and i i say this because i i i'm living it currently i can i can speak from experience on this you care about your babies right you love them and you want <laughs> the best for them and you want to give them every opportunity that's out there and and for parents to understand that we as athletic directors and the coaches that we hire want the same thing. But again, the goals are group oriented, not necessarily individually oriented. So when there are problems, a lot of times it's easy for parents and, and, and I'm not complaining about any parent that I've ever dealt with before. It's just, it's natural. They want us to come and solve that problem when 99 times out of a hundred, a simple conversation with the student and the coach take care of that problem. But because it's a skill, you know, and I'm going to probably sound old, but you know, it's like we want to teach kids to go have conversations with their authorities. Mm -hmm. And that's a tough thing to teach. And I, you know, always say if they're not willing to have that conversation, then it must not be important. And if that doesn't fix it, I, I, uh, almost every coach I know, if that does not work and the student is still, struggling then open door you know let's all sit down let's find a way to make their experience more beneficial um and i do think that that helps and i know a lot of times um you know parents like to go over the coach they don't want to talk to the coach so they go to you all so what is your response um when that occurs it's it's pretty straightforward for me and i always tell me you know we put it out in our parent information it's it's not that we don't want to talk to you about those issues but we give them a process we want student athlete to have that first opportunity because because again i believe that the majority of the time it's going to be solved there because it's a miscommunication and if you ever uh, talk to a teenager before they don't process like we do right you know i can say the same that's thing that's a to, cognitive thing it, that's it not is a, no yeah, no it i, yeah, I, I can say the same thing to three different teenagers and they're going to process it differently right. <laughs> and they're going to come up with a different interpretation of what they think i meant by those words that i just said and so to have that conversation with their coach and and, and, and be able to solve it is a great, great thing. And then I say, okay, let's get, now, if that doesn't work, let's all get together. Let's all get in the room together. Let's, because that way we've got everybody hearing the same thing. Because I, you know, my first mistake I made as an AD years and years ago was I took those calls and then I'd run to the coach. He goes, nope, that's not, not how that went down. Then I run back to the parent and the parent's like, nope, that's not what my child told me. And then I went back to the coach. It's like, whoa, whoa. I'm wasting all this time. You're getting all, in steps. That's I, the positive Yeah, I was, I was getting lots of steps, <laughs> a lot of time. And, and it said, let's just get together. And I'm telling you, the best conversations have come to, even when maybe the outcome is not all agree, but we all understand. This is, this is what we intended. This is how we need to move forward. This is going to be the best for, for this athlete. I agree. I think that's well said. Um, and as a dad, um, I know that sometimes both of you are, are – our parents and you can sit in the stands and inside there's a whole lot going on but on the outside you've got to maintain your composure and your point congratulations by the way on nora clark at nixa high school getting um going to ut martin what an incredible ex- opportunity that is for her yeah yeah i'm excited for i i thankfully i had many years to practice this but i i get uh 
I don't know if it's a compliment or not, but, but the parents just laugh at me because I don't really react. I mean, I, I cheer, I'll clap and all that, but you know, just kind of have that composure because you know, we're processing a lot of, so you know things, what I'm talking about. Going on. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> a, there's inside, a, there's outside. a lot, there's a lot going on and, and, uh, you know, but, but, but the, you know, it is, uh, it is fun to be able to be dad too, you know, you know, at times, but, but again, I've got to, you know, be the AD first and then, and then I'll be dad later and get you know you know get to celebrate those things but yeah yeah i get told i don't celebrate enough you know right. but, but you know it's 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 tough because because you're trying to take it all in it's not just about the game it's what's going on in the stands it's what's going on at the gate it's what's going on at the table it's what's going on with the student fans you know so so you're processing a lot so, well, so you have to here, be composed here nora has been very successful i mean she's got a college scholarship she hasn't always played perfect Mm-mm. she hasn't always been no. the superstar of the team she's no. had a role position yeah um, and so helping her, and, and, and what Josh said earlier, the key word, releasing her early and being able to help her navigate that, do you think that had something to do with her getting the, the confidence to I, explode I to do. this new level? I do, and because and that, that's been something, you know, to go back to the prior thing, you know, you know when it's, it's easy for kids to come to their parents and complain. Right. And, and, and I had to take my own medicine on that. I go back to, I think it was North sophomore year playing volleyball, and she said something, I said, well, then you need to go talk to coach about about it. She's like, well, so I said, then you need to be quiet, you know, because if you're not willing to go have that conversation, so, so, so to be able to have that, you know, teach her to be responsible for her own success. And even, even in the now, it, you're, you're still, she's still growing. She's still trying to figure it out and how to navigate these things. And just the other night I said, you need to go talk to your coaches. That right. was, that was, that was my response back to, to, to help her take a hold of that because that's not going to be five hours away in Martin. Tennessee right. next year. This is true. You know, this you know, you know, true. I've got to, I've got to release her to that right. and release her to those coaches. And I, I hope if a coach Zimmerman and coach Perryman are listening to this, that they would <laughs> hopefully agree with me that I've, I've tried to release her to that and let yeah. them be their coach and not me. Yeah. You know, I'm there. I know our, our biggest mantra is parents. We want them to cheer on their kids and be their biggest fan. That's all they need to be. And those two are very approachable coaches. Yes, well. very. So very, that helps yeah. the situation. Yes, add to that as a, as a father and, and an athletic director, Josh. Oh, you'll, you'll find me in the corner of the, <laughs> the soccer games, uh, just kind of down there um, try, trying to separate. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I started doing, so he's, he's 13. He plays a lot of soccer. Uh, he ran cross country uh, for us uh, this year at, at Pershing. Uh, he decided he wants to play basketball, which is great because, I mean, he is a prime example of his attention and everything is better while he's involved in something with school. Um, I mean, just without a doubt. Uh, but you just you just look through. And one of the things I've started doing with soccer this year is I, I was watching all of his practices, right, because he's a baby. He's under 10 and he's little and, you know, I have to make sure um, I have – taking him to club soccer, I'd drop him off at practice, and then I would leave and go find something to do because it wasn't healthy for our relationship whenever I would know everything that happened at soccer practice and would ask why this or why this. So now when he gets in the car after practice, he's like, Dad, this happened. And it's been better conversations that he has driven Um it has, as a former soccer coach, taken power away from me from saying, why did this happen or why did you do this? And so it's it has turned our relationship more toward a parent-son and him getting to 
lead the direction of wherever we, we went or wherever we go with conversation. So that's been that's been a good piece for us. I have no idea uh, how Brandon watches high school competition or <laughs> watches his daughter play in high school and you know last games and last competitions. I uh, I wanted Gabe to wrestle. I don't know if he'll he'll get the wrestle, uh, but I can't imagine. I mean, our poor parents. My stomach's in a knot when I watch kids that I don't even know wrestle. Right. I can't imagine if it was your son or daughter uh, wrestling and and how that would feel. So um, that's that's one thing uh, I would say. Try to give them space. Try to try to give them that opportunity to figure it out. And what's really really hard for all of us is even when it's our our son or daughter is not getting the opportunity to play there are still lessons to be learned as a part of that team. There's still lessons to be learned as a part of that community. That um, is true. So that's, you know, what are those? They're harder to find. Mm-hmm. And a 13-year-old kid doesn't get it. Like Gabe does not get it if he's not playing in a game. But that's our role and our responsibility as mom and dad to reiterate those things. I mean, we played in, uh, a, an indoor game uh, the other night. We got trounced. You know, I mean, just just beat beat the drums, and um, coach put him in a formation, put him in a pack, and we got out, and and you know, a mama was pretty upset because it was a it was bad, and I'm like, hey, you know, we we dealt with it, we got a formation, he had to have composure, he had to be, he had to listen to coach, he had to go out on the field and and do what coach asked him to do, and he had to play quicker. So you know, we we learned something uh, out of that. So there's lessons in everything. Some of them are just harder to find and not as fun. That is so true. And I like the key word you said earlier about um, releasing some of the power that you were having and giving it to him, um, which I think if you really can look at that analytically, it's so important for students to be empowered with their experience. And if you are trying to control so many aspects and asking, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Um, you They are losing power. And sometimes um, if you can, if you can, let them drive the conversation, as you said. I think that is very beneficial, which kind of leads me into my next conversation, which we're running a little short on time. So um, this is this is just, a, you know, if you could give me just a snapshot here on um, mental health with athletes, that is something that's near and dear to my heart as a sports counselor. And when I'm working with athletes and, and seeing all of the different things that they're dealing with, what kind of support do you give them through your athletic departments or encourage them to seek I know that you all have wonderful counseling departments as well, but about about 30 seconds apiece, if you could. Well, a couple of years ago, uh, our state association required mental health training for all coaches. So all of our coaches are, are trained and certified in it. Um, but to boil it down to the most simple level, what you saw after COVID is kids need need activities. They need athletics. They need activities. And that is what they're gaining, whether they're starting and playing every minute whether they're a part of something bigger than themselves, being connected to the school, having teammates, having friends, um, that's that's what we're doing. Socialization is so important. Anything to add to that? Yeah, so, similar to, you know, training our coaches is huge because that way they can deal with those things as they come along. We're also using some online programs and things that we're pilot testing with our with some of our teams and 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 which, you know, one of them we're using really tailors it to the student-athletes. So we're always – uh, excited to see how that's benefiting my daughter being one, one that's gotten tried really lo- loves it but then just in general just getting our coaches to understand that it's not the same as when they played right it's different there's it different, different pressures i 
watching I would my have own, never gotten away with that, or yeah. they would have never done that. When yeah, my <laughs> own child, forgotten. watching her journey through being recruited and all that, I was like, I did not have the same pressures that she did yes. going, going through the same things. And so just having that basic understanding helps them approach it better with those athletes. Well, you know what? We, we didn't get through everything. You two are going to have to come back sometime soon. Brandon talks too much. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Oh, I would agree with that. I <laughs> know <laughs> you all did a wonderful job, and I want to thank you for coming in and sharing your perspective um, from your roles, and, and I thank you for what you do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And just to reiterate, we couldn't do any of this without the parents. So yes. their their Great. role is huge in all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the overwhelming majority are on point, and they get it. So, yes. Um, I hope I hope you have a Merry Christmas and enjoy some Happy family holiday. time. Yeah, you as well. We're going to move into our post-game talk, sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story.com, S-T-O-R-E-E.com. Uh, next week we are preempted, but that's good because I'm going to be sitting over at the Pink and White Lady Classic and bouncing over to the Blue and Gold and checking out all the high school basketball action. So we will um, be back on January 4th. Don't forget, you can always go to a coach's perspective for show lineups, um, previous shows, and you can also get more information. If you subscribe to the website, you're added into a drawing. So. Find us also on Facebook and Twitter. Now for our post-game talk. It takes a village. This is a popular saying. I mean, why is it popular? Why is it so true? I mean, we need support, and we need a team that is impacting the experience of our youth. The role of an athletic director is very crucial part of the puzzle and a vital role of the overall experience. Next time you're at a game enjoying the competition, notice the little things. Who hired and pays those officials? The scorekeeper, the bookkeeper, the ticket takers, the concession stands. Who set up the schedule? Who set up the gym and pulled out the bleachers? Who made sure that there was an athletic trainer and staff available? Who arranged for that bus to bring teams to away games? Who vetted and hired those coaches? These are just the tip of the iceberg. And there is a village that puts all of this together, but it all funnels up to the role of the athletic director as our leader. So we thank this role in sports, and we're grateful for the job that my guests are doing along with others. So happy holidays to everyone, and stay warm, because remember, that's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, Be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion.